What if you knew this was your last chance to make a good decision? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome into the 48 Days Radio Show, where each week we take about 48 minutes to dive into real-life questions about finding your passion, deciding what kind of life you want to live, and then finding or creating work that does allow you to show up every day, excited to be able to do something that is, in fact, meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Welcome to the 48 Days Radio Show. Our business partner today is Fresh Books. I'll be telling you more about them in just a little bit. You know, people sometimes, when they're new listeners, wonder why 48 days? Well, that story goes back a ways. I'd love to tell you it was some scientific exploration and study that proved to me that 48 days was the magic time in which you could make a great decision. But, um, well, I, I do believe that, incidentally. I do believe that, but it wasn't really that scientific. When I was first working with people going through career change, I got impatient with people procrastinating. where We'd map out a plan of action, and a year later they hadn't done anything. And I thought, gee, there's got to be a timeline to that, and I think there can be. This was back when 48 Hours was becoming popular as a TV show, and I thought, I'll bet I could get some branding recognition using the 48, and it's kind of an unusual number. It's not a week, it's not a month, it's not 30, it's not 60, it's not 90. So I thought, I'm going to use that. Well, it was like magic. When I used 48 days, it was like somebody poured gasoline on our business and has never stopped because people are excited about the idea that they can, in fact, identify where they are, look at the options, do a little bit of research, choose the best option and act, and you can do that in 48 days. And you really can. And of course, we got specific timelines to help you go through that as it relates to career. So that's the reason it's 48. I love what it does to inspire people, encourage them that they really can make dramatic changes in their lives in that period of time. Well, here's some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Dan, is there an audience for my cat blog? Hey, we'll go anywhere you want to go. Um, uh, how about this one? If a six-year-old can do it, you can too. Got a neat story for you about that. Somebody says, how can I stay positive with negative family members all around me? Dan, I'm a 28-year-old single mom with one child. Are there ways of becoming successful even after filing bankruptcy? Well, we've got good news as always. More questions. Here's our Cliff Feitner poem for today. Cliff adds poems every week. We, at, we started with a, a bank of 48 that he had written based on the 48 Days to the Work You Love book, but he keeps adding them, so we got lots to choose from. Here's the one for today. You have to come up with a plan if you don't want to work, just work for the man. To upwardly move, your life should improve. Start with you and include your whole clan. Well, that's the challenge for all of us, how to include family members. We're, we're going to talk about that some. Here's a quotation. Now, since we have a cat question, I thought we might as well go with it. So our quotation today comes from Garfield. Now, this is how a cat thinks. Garfield says, 
All I do is eat and sleep, eat and sleep, eat and sleep. There must be more to a cat's life than that, but I hope not. Well, that's a pretty cool challenge for us. As humans, there ought to be more to our life than just eating and sleeping. If that's all you're doing, hey, you might as well be a cat. That's a lower life form, according to me, at least. Well, (laughs) hey, I want to be talking to you about our 48 Days Eagles community. Got more people coming in there. We're at 473 members. I had said that when we hit 500, uh, we're going to raise the price. Right now, it's 30 bucks a month, and that'll continue forever. But check out, we've got more information now than we had when we started a few months ago. When we started a few months ago, it was an idea. Well, now we've got almost 500 people who are in there who are excited sharing the ideas and resources. So we've got a preview that you can look at. If you go to 48dayseagles.com, scroll down to the bottom, and um, Brian Dixon has put together some really cool videos that show you the inside of the community, inside our Facebook group, one of our Monday mentor calls. You can see it there. Other things that let you see inside in a way that we've not been able to do before. So check it out, 48dayseagles.com. Now I want to talk to you about our friends at Fresh Books. Fresh Books, you hear me talk about it. It makes software easy for freelancers, solopreneurs. Even if you're an employee, you still need to keep your personal finances straight. FreshBooks is what I recommend to do that, to do that effectively and efficiently. So you can send clean, professional-looking invoices. If you've got a little side business going, you can do that in about 30 seconds. You can set yourself up to receive payments online so people don't have to go through writing a check and send it in the mail. You know, as I think about that, you know, working with my bookkeeper, we go through, golly, I usually have three or four checks that I've written during the course of a month. Everything else is handled electronically. You know, it kind of slows me down if somebody actually requires a physical check these days. Well, with fresh books, even if you got a small business, you can send it so they can pay you electronically with just a click of a button. You can take pictures of your receipts on your phone using fresh books, make claiming your expenses a whole lot easier if you keep in track of them like that, as you should. So check out fresh books just to, to claim your month long unrestricted free trial. No credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash 48 days and then enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. Again, it's freshbooks.com slash 48 days and then use 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. Well, last Saturday night at 5.30 p.m., Florida Governor Rick Scott said this to the people of Florida. He said, this is your last chance to make a good decision. Now, obviously, his implication was that there was only one good decision to be made, and that being to leave the state. But think about that. How many times have you hit a point in your life where this is your last chance to make a good decision? Now, Dr. Phil McGraw says we can trace who we've become in this life to seven critical choices and five pivotal people. But, you know, think about it. Can you remember some of those seven critical choices where in choosing one thing, you left other options behind? I mean, I certainly can. Golly, I think back about in the decision to leave my dad with the farm and go to college instead. Boy, that was a biggie. I mean, my dad expected me to stay with him on the farm and made it clear that I was 
obligated that I owed that to him to stay in the farm. I wanted to go to college to increase my options, to give me options other than just working on a farm. That was a tough decision. Now, it was a painful one at the time as well, I might add, but I'll have to add quickly, though, time is a wonderful healer. I mean, over time, I get my dad validated, honored the decisions I had made, you know, was thrilled about the things that I was able to do, books that I wrote. He kept them in his nursing homeroom up to the day that he died to show to people proudly. So, but that was a tough decision. I mean, the decision to marry Joanne rather than go with one of the other candidates. It's a major decision. I mean, the decision to take my Sunday school notes and create that simple first three ring binder called 48 days to the work you love. Those were, you know, those are big decisions. What if you are confronted with the idea, though? This is your last chance to make a good decision. Now, we got a lot of decisions that we can make. I encourage you to look at ways that you can reduce your decisions. Sometimes we're so overwhelmed with decisions that we have what's called decision fatigue. I mean, think about it. Even in just in the morning, you know, when you get up, golly. I mean, I get up and should I have a cup of tea or should I have a smoothie? If I'm going to have a smoothie, should I put in blueberries and strawberries or just blueberries? Or like I did this morning, a few cherries. You know, should I add a few walnuts or almonds, soy milk or almond milk, protein or barley green? You know, all those kind of things. We go through so many decisions. I mean, we're told that the average adult makes as many as 35,000 decisions every day, and it can lead to decision fatigue. So allow yourself a little streamlining where you can. I mean, we see people, even like Mark Zuckerberg, who, you know, wears the same shirt, same t-shirt. Now, not the same one. He probably has 20 of the same one, but it's exactly the same shirt. So he doesn't have to make, waste any brain power making a decision about his wardrobe. I mean, we see that in presidents who usually narrow down their wardrobe dramatically so they save their brain power to make really important decisions. So when Governor Scott said, this is your last chance to make a good decision, you know, he wasn't referring to just, gee, do you want fries with your hamburger? Save your decision-making power. Make sure that you're restored. Use the Sabbath. Use the weekend to clear your mind, restore your spirit, renew your energy, so that when a lot is at stake, you can make a good decision. I mean, I certainly want to be at my best when I reach those points where this is your last chance to make a good decision. Well, good news. Here's a couple stories. It can be tough growing up without a parent let alone trying to finance your own way through college without parental help. That's why Carl Winsness is lending a hand. Now, Carl is a plumber, and he started an educational gift called Willie the Plumber Scholarship. Now, he only makes about $30,000 a year working as a plumber, but the father of two says he's able to afford the scholarship by living a relatively modest lifestyle. So this is in Salem, Utah. Now he, the, the grants are a thousand dollars, but he has 17 of those that he gives out. It's the only known scholarship for children of parents who are incarcerated that he knows of. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. And he just did it because he, he recognized the need, knew somebody that needed it. Here's a plumber making $30,000 a year, giving away $1,000 scholarships to children of people whose parents are in prison. Cool thing. 
Well, here's a nice show of American kind of spirit. All five former living presidents teamed up to provide relief for victims of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma. Barack Obama, George Bush Jr. and Sr., Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, they all participated together. You probably saw the One America Appeal campaign. I mean, what a cool thing to have them all come together. I mean, that's what happens in times of disaster. We forget about our differences and come to need, come together in the moment of need. There, there's so many stories. Golly, we could spend the whole time just going through stories. But here's one that came out of Florida. Pam Brecky had traveled 30 miles to buy one of the 200 generators that had just been shipped to the Lowe's store in Orlando, Florida. You know, if people knew that they were going to get power outages, she was next in line at the Lowe's store to purchase one of the gas power generators when she was told that the final unit went to the customer standing right in front of her in line. She broke down in tears. You know, somebody captured it on video. She walked over and just laid her head down and just started crying. Her dad relies on an oxygen pump and it requires electrical power. So here she was trying to get a generator so that she could keep power in the oxygen pump that keeps her dad alive. And she was the first person who did not get a generator because the very last of the 216 that that store received about two hours earlier was sold to the person right in the last one sold to the person right in front of her. Well, here's the deal. A total stranger, Ramon Santiago saw her crying walked over, asked her why she was crying. And she insisted, he insisted that she just take his, he gave her the generator that he had just purchased. Now he wasn't in the last one in line, but he had one. He saw how distraught she was and he gave it to her. Now, this is interesting. Again, uh, an example of this is when we break down political differences, religious differences, ethnic racial differences and all that. He does not speak English, but he could understand what she needed. They embraced, he gave her the generator that he had. Now there's a neat touch. It was captured by somebody on video. The story spread, it went viral. There've been over 20 million people who've watched that little video and the store called the guy back in the next day and gave him a new generator. So they participated in that as well. Well, another couple of quick things here. Home may be where the heart is, but for 36 lucky veterans, it's on a street where Tim McGraw has bought each of them a new house. Now, I don't know if you know about this, but Tim McGraw, of course, husband of um, Faith Hill, they have done quite well as musicians. They've already given away 108 homes to deserving military families. But when he goes on tour, at every stop, they give away a home to somebody in that community, give away to a veteran. Now he's, it's, he's got a partnership with Chase Bank and some other people. So I don't know, you know, certainly he's getting other help to do that. But what a cool thing to be able to just walk in and give a home to somebody who's really in need. One more here and we're going to move on. A blind woman in Henrico, Virginia has been worried for years that one day she could get hit by a car because when she goes down to get her mail, you know, walk around to the front of the mailbox, get the mail, and she's concerned about that. Well, somebody shared that story on a local TV station and somebody, just a guy, I mean, um, well, I know it was actually uh, Wesley Benton, owner of Benton Home Improvement. 
in Richmond, Virginia. He saw the story and it got his attention because his own great-grandmother had been hit by a car while crossing the street to pick up her mail. He saw this and he thought, man, this is an easy fix. So he got one of those mailboxes that opens on both, both ends. So he just went and installed it and gave it to the lady. She says, well, it really puts some faith back in the world. Well, you know, the, the kind of things you can do, don't have to, you don't have to be Tim McGraw with millions of dollars to give away a house. You can go put up a mailbox that opens on both sides for a blind lady so she doesn't have to walk around to the front side putting herself in danger of traffic. I mean, those are the kind of stories I love to hear and love to share. Well, we're going to move on from those to real-life questions. And if you've got questions, you can go to... 48days.com. You can click on the microphone anywhere, leave an audio question if you want, or you can just send it to me directly at askdan at 48days.com. So here's a question. This comes from Heidi, who says, in the Are You Passionately Curious podcast, you mentioned combining two ideas that we're good at. I'm very good at writing thank you notes. And she reminds me that I uh, gave her an endorsement for her book on writing thank you notes a couple years ago. I'm also very good at having cats as I have eight indoor cats and help with the outdoor feral cats in my yard. Golly, Heidi, I need you to come here and help me get rid of the feral cats from my neighbor running in our yard. Anyway, Heidi says about a year ago, I started a cat blog at thejoyofcats.com when friends encourage me to have a cat blog. While I enjoy sending out a weekly newsletter, I'm slow to put out content on the site and struggle with the purpose of the cat blog. I could talk all day about my cats, but not sure if there's really an audience for that. My combination idea is to write thank you notes to my cat or from my cat to share in social media. Which site do I promote with them? The thank you note site or the cat site and so on. She says, you know, things aren't, she's not getting any new visitors. Um, she's just wondering if it's worth even doing this. Okay. Let me, let me just jump to the chase here. Cats. My gosh, if you want to know what sites to use, look at Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Are there people who are interested in cats? There is a funny cat videos Facebook group that has 24,507 members. Funny cat videos group, Facebook group. When I, when I put in and look at Cat blogs. I put in cat blogs just as a Google search, Heidi. Now, this is how you take something that you're interested in to see, is there really an interest in this or am I just deceiving myself? I put in cat blogs. I got 42,100,000 hits when I put in cat blogs. It told me about International Cat Day being the 8th of August. Uh, it told me the top 35 cat blogs I should know about, the top 100 cat blogs every cat lover must read, blogs, here's Modern Cat Magazine, the conscious cat named as one of the top 25 cat blogs. Now again, cat blogs gave me 42,100,000 results. I put in career coaches. Now we know that career is a real big issue for people. I mean, 81% of Americans say they'd change their jobs if they could or knew how. I put in career coaches. I got 1,960,000. I mean, there's 42 times as many sites out there talking about cats as there is about people needing career help. Yeah, there's interest in that. Now, the, the, there's some key. Well, let me tell you a couple other things here, and then I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what you need to do. 
Charles Schultz is, of course, the artist who drew, he, he drew 17,897 Peanuts comic strips. I mean, here's a guy who just drew about a little boy in his pets. I mean, all right, so we know the success of that. What about Garfield? Garfield, the American comic strip created by Jim Davis, published since 1978, just tells the story of this ridiculous cat character, Garfield. John and his owner, John's dog, Odie. Now, this is syndicated in almost 3,000 newspapers and journals. The success of this has, is just beyond description. Garfield has spawned merchandise earning $750 million to $1 billion annually, not in its entire lifetime since it started back in 1970. No, annually, it still creates almost a billion dollars annually just in merchandise. This is a cat. Now, the deal is, Heidi, the key is going back up and where you say, well, I enjoy sending out a weekly newsletter. I'm slow to put out content and struggle with the purpose of the cat blog. That's your key right there. If you're, if you're not really excited about it, yeah, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to sit there. It's just one of millions of sites that has a little information about cats. You've got to be so excited about it, so passionate about it, that you can't stop talking about it. I mean, if you really want to do this, can you do this? Sure. The fact that there are so many out there, is that a deterrent? No, it's really not. I mean, that's a great thing to jump into because there's so much activity already. If you go to those 25 great cat blogs that are already out there and comment on those, make yourself known as one more cat lover who has a really great blog and you're capturing the best of, you know, cat humor, cat thinking, cat videos, cat cartoons, whatever it is you want to do. You can do that, but you've got to be so excited about it that you can't sleep at night. That You talk about it with everybody that you meet. If that's true, then pursue it. If you're not that passionate about it, absolutely just forget about it. I mean, there's certainly a whole lot of other people doing it. Don't waste your time. Develop something else in an area about which you are passionate. Well, I love the idea. I mean, I'm not a cat guy. You're sure not going to find me writing a cat blog or doing anything in that space. But um, my goodness, there's certainly a lot of opportunity there if, in fact, it lines up with a passion of yours. A couple quick notes here. This is kind of cool. I got a note from a podcast listener who said, when my mother met you at the Dave Ramsey conference. Now, this would this was a, a couple years ago because there's an update. She asked you what to do with my brother. 18 years old, because all he wanted to do is play the guitar. You said five words, let him play the guitar. <laughs> and she did. Well, how grateful he was. Today, he starts classes at Belmont University in entertainment studies. Uh, that one little phrase said to my mom, helped to shape his life. Well, I love hearing stories like that. I, I, I kind of remember that, but at uh, you know, there's a lot of interactions like that that happen uh, very, very quickly. But that was my uh, five-word advice uh, because she was concerned about her 18-year-old son. All he wanted to do was play the guitar. And my advice was let him play the guitar. Well, that's turning into a career for him, as it certainly can. My goodness, speaking of Tim McGraw, it certainly has worked well for a lot of people we know here in the Nashville area. I see the, my neighbors driving around in their 
you know, Bugattis and Lamborghinis and Ferraris, and uh, a whole lot of them just uh, like to play the guitar. Won't mention any names. Well, this I got a note from somebody in Nigeria, Mac in Nigeria. And of course, there's always kind of a red flag that goes up. This is just kind of cute in that I, I love the way it was worded. He says, Dear Mr. Dan Miller, I was inspired by your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. I'm bringing it into the perspective of our own environment and people with its challenges. I've expressed the research work. Well, it, it, it's really interesting how he worded it here. But he says, it is a crime not to recognize the intellectual property of someone when it comes to readable materials. I therefore wish to seek your permission to take extracts from your book, which at the bottom I will also acknowledge that it is a product of your intellectual ability. I just thought that was cute. Uh, it is. I've never had anybody ask for permission to use material of mine where they were going to acknowledge that it is a product of my intellectual ability. I'm going to hang on to that. I like that. That was a pretty cool thing. Well, Hey, this is John Tesh, host of Intelligence for Your Life, and you're listening to my good buddy, Dan Miller. You know, finding your purpose and passion is the first step to living out intelligence in your own life. 48 days can show you the way. Now, back to Dan. All right, let's go into some other questions here. Now, this this comes from Robert. This is an interesting kind of example. I'm just going to give you the overview of what he addresses here. He says, first, thanks so much for your book. It helped me when I needed to move from a very toxic work environment. Impacts me regularly to this day. I recommend it to everyone who tells me of their job woes. Love the podcast as well. I'm catching up on them after using your principles to get my new job back in January. Now, he references an episode Back in June, where a gentleman named Adam talked about his Jeep parts design business. Robert has a design that he's done as well. It creates a very inexpensive fix for a problem that XJ Jeeps have. So he's got about, for 10 bucks, he replaced a $200 part and he wants to be able to connect with Adam so that Adam can pass that information on to other Jeep lovers because Adam is doing really well in selling his Jeep parts just online. And they're, you know, it's 3D on-demand design creation. So it's not like he's got a lot of inventory. It was a really cool story. I remember it kind of, well, this is the power of uh, the power of connection, but it also is the power of our technology tools because that was quite some time ago. This is September. That was back in June. And at first I was just going to go on. I wasn't even going to address this question because I, well, I'm going to, but you know, it took me 10 seconds to put in my finder search on my iMac, Adam, and it brought up hundreds of articles, sites, and blogs over the years. But because Robert identified this from being a podcast back in June 2nd of this year, I was able to connect the date with the mention of Adam went right there. And I mean, in 20 seconds total, had pulled up Adam's original email and was able to connect Robert with that. I love being able to do that. Just connect people like that. Now that's a lot of what happens in the 48 days Eagles community is just the connection where somebody needs a resource. Wow. We know three people that do that. You know, you need a logo done. Boom. Not a problem at all. You know, you want something done in graphic design. Wow. You want to know what kind of camera to use to do video. You want to know how to set up a zoom webinar. Wow. I mean, those kind of things are, are happening 
multiple times all day long, people in the 48 Days community sharing that. Uh, we've got something new coming up that I'm really jazzed about. I've gotten approval as an Amazon merch account. Now that's for t-shirts. Now you've heard me talk over the years about sites like Cafe Press, Zazzle, Teesprings and others where you can put up a design and just put it in there. And then if somebody buys that design, you get a little bit of royalty on the back end. Well, Amazon has jumped into that space, but there's so many more advantages to what they're doing. So that's what we're doing in Amazon Merch, where we can put up any kind of design, put it up in there. And then if people buy the shirt, then there's a royalty created on that. So if you have a shirt that's $19.99, the royalty is going to be about $7.50 royalty without any upfront cost at all. So this is a way to get into business without having any upfront cost at all. What we're going to do is we're going to make this a 48 Days Eagles Amazon merch account where people in the community can create designs. We put them up and as they sell, the profits are going to go, just go into a nest egg account that we can use just to create scholarships or to help somebody out who's really in a position of need, you know, or help somebody go to a conference or whatever. I'm so excited about the possibilities of things we're going to be able to do with that. Now I'm going to be sharing more details. I haven't even shared that in the 48 days Eagles group yet, because we're going to be sharing about that um, next week on the Monday mentor call. But uh, Dr. Brian Dixon and I are going to be unfolding that. We're going to have some examples already up there. But it's it's the power of being able to share. You know, the, the thing that moves you forward is having a supportive community around you. In a little bit, I'm going to be reading a note from a gal who's in a family situation where she's having her creativity and positivity sucked out of her because of the family members that are around. You know, you, you have to have you have to seek out a supportive community so that you have people who are encouraging you, cheering you on, saying, yes, you can do that. Well, here, th- this is a cute story that uh, somebody forwarded to me. Six-year-old applies for a Lego job with a heartfelt letter, and he boasts about having lots of experience. So, Legoland Windsor posted a job listing earlier this year. They were seeking designers to help create animated Lego figures, staff the British theme park, you know, other kind of things. They, they needed some workers. Well, they got one application that really caught their eye. And here's the note. Stanley Boland wrote, he says, I'm the man for the job because I have lots of experience. I am six years old. Well, They were looking for somebody that had experience in product design, you know, IT, design packages, as well as an interest or knowledge about Lego. And Stanley just, they they, they said there would be a competitive annual salary. Stanley, who lives nearby in the town of Waterloo, England, cited that he has a box of Lego blocks, which he hides so his brother can't get them. Evidence of his experience. I love Lego, he stressed. Well, He sent the letter. I'm sure he had parents that helped him with, but he sent his handwritten letter applying for a job at six years old. Well, the Legoland Windsor was pretty impressed with his application and his just having the audacity to send it in like that. I mean, how cool is that? So they offered him an opportunity to work at the theme park for a day. He, they said loving Lego is a first step to becoming a model maker. And it certainly sounds like you'll be perfect for the job. Uh, once you finish school, they wrote him the letter and said that he could come and work with somebody. So he came and shadowed an experienced staff member 
uh, helped her carry out checks and repairs the theme parks, many attractions. We got to hang out for today. I mean, that's a pretty cool example. And I, I love those kind of stories, you know, about children who are taking the initiative. Now, now think about, I mean, I have to wonder how many people applied for that position. How many people who had qualifications applied for that? Reminds me, just an example that happened not too long ago to me. I went to a podcast meetup here in Nashville. There was a young guy who presented how their company is using product launches, podcast, how they're using this kind of technology to create extraordinary revenue. And he shared how the revenue has grown exponentially. I mean, from 11 million to 48 million and projected over, over a hundred million dollars this year. Now he said, this was in a group of about 80 people. Now I'm going to check this out because I don't know exactly, but I'll bet I can, I'm going to speculate at what happened. There were about 80 people in the room. And he said, if you want to come see what we're doing, you know, just let me know. You're welcome to come by our offices and I can show you what we're doing. He said that in his presentation. Well, as soon as he finished, I am sure I was very quick to get up and talk to him. I said, hey, when can I come by? He said, what about tomorrow morning? This was on a Wednesday night. He said, what about tomorrow morning? I said, would 930 work for you? He said, absolutely. I went by. Not only did I get a quick overview. Then I went back and spent a morning there with some of my team members where we whiteboarded our business with their three of their technology geniuses that have taken this company through such exponential growth. And I mean, this was totally free. He said in his presentation, if you want to see what we're doing now, my question is, I wonder how many other people followed up on that. How many other people took advantage of the incredible brain power that he was willing to share. I'm going to follow up on that. I'll ask him. I won't tell you the company. I don't want everybody hounding him now, but uh, what we learned there is transforming what we're doing. I mean, it'll add a whole lot of zeros to what we're doing here. And again, it was just there for the taking. I'll ask before next week's podcast and get back to you and give you an update on that. Well, let me just bring this in here a little bit. Just as a reminder, listening to the music lets you know yeah just a reminder these are real life questions that we've got from people coming in here got a few more to go here in today's episode but real life questions if you had a question just shoot that in to me at askdan at 48days.com that's the easiest way yeah you'll be joined by a whole lot of other people pitching podcast guests and new books and those kind of things that's all right i'll sort through i get to the questions very quickly spot those ones that are just um Just spammy promotion, but anyway, it happens. Well, here's a question. This comes from Nika. She says, I found your podcast. It helps me tremendously. I'm 34 years old. I've always been a positive, outgoing person. While I've always dreamed big, I often fall short on my goals. However, I'm not the type of person to just quit. I'll never stop trying. I love being surrounded by people who share ideas and talk positively. I can't remember the exact Well, I'm going to go on. Uh, My husband and I had to move to his parents' house about a month ago due to a lot of unforeseen circumstances. The rest of the family live close by. (laughs) They often talk negatively about a lot of things, whether it be people or bad news. 
I try to change the subject, talk about the positive news stories, but nothing seems to help. I have a hard time staying focused now more than ever on my goals. I really want to keep pushing forward, but I'm getting discouraged. I just have to try to stay out of the room, listen to podcasts like yours. I have a lot of great friends online. Uh, and she goes on and says, you know, I understand this is the way they've been raised with gossip. I just don't want to be like that. I often pray for them for myself. When I catch myself participating, they're very nice people who will do anything they can to help somebody in need. She says, I look forward to, oh, look forward to meeting you at CES in Orlando. Awesome. Thanks for all you do. Okay. Well, I can understand your pain here, Nika. And you're right to be concerned about this. This is not just the way things are. This is not just something you just capitulate to and stay in. No, not at all. This is something you need to be careful of. I mean, even the Bible in Proverbs 22, it says, keep away from angry, short-tempered men, lest you learn to be like them and endanger your soul. I mean, that's what happens when you're around people who are angry, opinionated on things they don't know anything about, negative, they're talking. We tend to end up like them. You don't want to do that. I've talked recently on here a lot about the magic of thinking big. The old classic book by David Schwartz. In there, there are five simple actions to help us feel more confident, help us be more positive. Things like be a front seater. You know, sitting up front builds confidence. Practice eye contact. Look the other person in the eye. Walk 25% faster. Practice speaking up. Smile big. I mean, those are things where... You can take action to make sure that you remain a positive, upbeat kind of person. Control what you listen to. If they've got CNN on and the TV, walk out of the room. You, you don't want that constant barrage. You know, I, I'm amazed when you, you go like into an airport and it's on constantly. That's what's playing. Really? We want to fill our minds with that negative news? being forced into our minds before we get on an airplane. That's not what I want to have in my mind before I get on an airplane or any other time of day, or any other place. Frankly, that's certainly not what I want first thing in the morning or last thing at night, but you can control what you allow to come into your mind. There's a book by Dr. Henry cloud titled necessary endings might be good for you to pick that up and read that. Now, I don't know what's going on right now with your living situation, but if you know that this is a negative situation, that that's what you hear there, even if they're family members, you need to look for ways to very quickly get back out on your own again and move on. That's too big a price to pay. I mean, you would be better off living in a cardboard box under a bridge than having to be forced into a negative environment day after day, just because it keeps a roof over your head. I mean, just be realistic about it. This is not about a loving family. You can love family, but not spend time with them unendingly as you're describing here. In one of my favorite books, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, he talks about that, that he has people in his life, family members who he will spend three hours with in the course of a year or whatever period of time, but he's certainly not going to spend three days with them, you know, or a week on vacation or three weeks living with them just not going to happen. And this is a healthy kind of thing to do to create those kind of boundaries. It's not just caring and nurturing just to expose yourself to negative people. Even if those people happen to be in your family, you can love them, support them, but 
create boundaries for how much time you're going to actually spend with them. Ray says, uh, I love your podcast. So inspirational. I'm a 28 year old single mom with one child. I currently work in accounting. I see myself being a CEO of a company one day or, or having my own company. The one downfall I have is I filed bankruptcy at this very young age. I feel in certain areas that's going to affect me. I come from an environment where everyone is comfortable being mediocre and struggling. I refuse to be in the place that I am in now. Are there ways of becoming successful even after filing bankruptcy? Will future employers in the accounting field see this as a negative? Well, you've kind of framed your questions there, Ray, in in ways that can help answer them as well. Filing bankruptcy is a black mark on your credit. There's no question about it. And it's going to stay there for a long time. That means that when you apply for positions where they're going to do those regular background checks, yeah, that's going to be a problem. So in the accounting field, yeah, you better believe it. That's going to be a real problem there. If you want to get a job at the bank, yeah, that's going to be a problem. At a university, government agency, church, you know, those are things that where that's going to be a problem, what you've got there. However, what I've described just eliminates about 2% of the opportunity that you have for yourself. So you can move on from that, even if you want to work in accounting. Now, I have a lady who comes in who does my accounting. You know, I pay her very well. She's very competent. I didn't do a background check on her. I mean, I don't know if she filed personal bankruptcy. Now, I hope she didn't, and I certainly doubt that she did, but I certainly didn't check. I just know that she's very competent in the work that she does. So if you step out of the traditional employee model, there's really no obstacle for you at all because individual clients aren't going to do background checks and that would be highly unlikely. Now, now if they give you, you know, all their passwords and the keys to the office, you know, and the keys to the bank vault, I mean, then, then they might. But if you're just doing accounting work, chances are, you know, that's not going to be an issue at all. And when you talk about you'd like to have your own company, now, if you're talking about an accounting company, again, we've got some carry over here, the negative effects of having filed filed personal bankruptcy. But if you go into it, I mean, if you want to start you know, a lawn mowing company or window washing company, or you're going to do uh, driveway grading, you know, I mean, you can go on and on and on with the kind of things you can do. And it's going to be just a non-issue totally. It's not going to be an issue at all. So you can certainly... Look for opportunities, things that you could do on your own. Yeah, it's not going to be a bite there at all. Now, you ought to remember the pain of doing that. Certainly, that's a painful kind of process to file bankruptcy. And you don't want to just dismiss it. It's certainly a part of who you are and how you get to where you are. The painful lessons from that should be lessons that help you avoid similar things moving forward. So there's a lot of value to be gained in that. But it really doesn't create much of an obstacle for you unless you're looking for just very traditional 40 hour a work week work positions with very traditional employers there it's going to be an obstacle for some time yet to come but uh, outside of that and again i would consider that to be maybe two percent of your work options that are going to be eliminated because of that 
Well, hey, let's just do a quick uh, wrap up here. <laughs> you know, just kind of a, a recap of some of the things that we talked about today. Is there an audience for a cat blog? Well, my gosh, you know, we identified that as being an area where there's major, major activity. There's a whole lot of opportunity there to be different, be creative, do something that makes you stand out. Well, we talked about a six-year-old applying for a job and some uh, fun doors of opportunity opening even for him as a six-year-old. Certainly, you can do that if you're a 36-year-old or a 46-year-old. Take action. And one of the things that I find more and more when people are saying, gee, I can't get a job. I've been without work for 14 months. Are you kidding me? I mean, everybody's hiring. That means that you're just simply sitting. You're not doing things because if you do even a little bit, you're going to get job offers in today's workplace. There, are, you know, Unemployment is so low, there's almost 6 million job openings in the United States right now. You know, I get updates from the Bureau of Labor Statistics on this stuff. Almost 6 million job openings that companies are trying to fill. I mean, they're, I mean the, the, the requirements for people to fill those positions have become um, devastatingly low in some cases. It's like if you breathe and can show up three times a week, we'll give you a job. Well, you don't, you don't want to take a job like that, but if you hold your head high, know what it, what it is you do that has value, and that's really what you have to do. I mean, I, I reviewed a resume just this week from a pastor who needs to move on into some other things. and but, but his resume gives no indication of what he would be a candidate for other than repeating what he's done in the past. Well, that's a problem. But you can very quickly pull from that things, areas of unique areas of competence, talent, skills that ought to be able to be applied in other kind of industries, other kind of professions, certainly. But you need to make it clear to people what it is you're a candidate for. Don't make them pull that out of you or try to figure out what you're good at. Now, if they have to figure it out, it'll push you down on the compensation scale dramatically. I mean, if you're not clear what it is you do, you can go out and get a $15 an hour job today. You can do that, but you aren't going to get, you know, $75,000 a year position if you aren't clear on what you do. Well, can you stay positive with negative family members all around you? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You can be a lighthouse in an ocean of darkness, but it takes intentional work to do that. You got to be real clear about what you're doing to make sure that you maintain your positivity in that kind of environment. Well, again, I want to just encourage you to check out the 48 Days Eagles community. Uh, we're doing some fun things in there. We're adding new benefits. We're adding new things to the library. Every Monday, we bring in an expert that does a men Monday mentor training. Uh, once a month, we have I have just an open call. So anybody that wants to can be on a live Zoom call where we see each other, talk, ask questions, share ideas. But there's a lot of fun things happening in there. If you just go to 48dayseagles.com, you can check it out. And again, if you go all the way down to the bottom of that page, you will be able to see that there are some new videos in there. Oh my, let me bring this down a little bit. We're going to do this stuck in a J-O-B today. We haven't played that in a while. I want to go out with that. If you're stuck, you don't need to be. Boy, in today's environment, you don't need to be at all. Again, on the 48dayseagles.com overview page, you can go down to the bottom and see those preview videos of some inside sites into that community and the fun things that we're doing there so 
check us out. Hey, I hope you're having a wonderful fall, ready to go into the last quarter of the year here shortly. So it's a great time to be planning. What do you want 2018 to be looking like? Now's the time to be planning. You can decide in advance what you want the year to look like. You're not a victim of circumstances. You can put yourself in the driver's seat by simply being clear on what it is you want and then making the steps to be putting deposits of success in those areas of your life that you consider important. And believe me, that's more than just work. Work's just one tool for a successful life. You can be successful as a mom, dad, husband, wife, son, daughter, all those, you know, employer, employee. I mean, those are all roles we play and we make decisions about how we're going to perform in those roles. So I hope you're having a wonderful week, a wonderful month, a wonderful year. Thanks for being part of this community where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.